0: Welcome to Quick Consult, the podcast that addresses the questions you are most likely to ask or should ask in a consultation with an estate planning attorney. Welcome to Quick Consult. I'm your host, Sarah Josie, an estate planning attorney licensed to practice law in Virginia and North Carolina. Today's Quick Consult is going to focus on transfer on death deeds. Transfer on death deeds are like beneficiary designations for real estate. You've probably filled out a beneficiary designation at your bank, maybe for your 401k or IRA, or maybe a life insurance policy, naming your spouse or other loved one as a primary beneficiary or an alternate beneficiary. And hopefully that was a pretty easy process for you to go through. Um, and with transfer on debt deeds, it's a little bit of a different process, right? It's not a form that you file with a financial institution. It is a deed that's recorded at the clerk's office where your current deed is recorded. However, they operate in a very similar manner. Um, even the names are similar. So sometimes those beneficiary designation forms are called payable on death forms or transfer on death beneficiary forms. So transfer on death form for a financial institution or transfer on death deed for your real estate. Just as with a transfer on death or a payable on death beneficiary form with a financial institution, a transfer on death deed is modifiable and revocable at any time. To do this may vary, to modify or revoke may vary by jurisdiction, but in the state of Virginia, you can file a new transfer on death deed to modify the beneficiary at any time. You can file another deed specifically noting a revocation of your transfer on death deed. So just as it's simple to create the transfer on death deed, it's just as simple to get rid of or modify that deed. And again, you can make these modifications at any time, and you can make them as many times as you like. So there's a lot of flexibility there once you create the deed to to change or modify down the road. Further, just like a transfer on death deed or payable on death beneficiary form, excuse me, just like a, a transfer on death or payable on death beneficiary form, just by filling out the form or executing this transfer on death deed. You are not giving any legal right to the beneficiary just by filling out and filing the form or just by recording the transfer on death deed. Thought of in another way, just because you name your spouse as the beneficiary of a retirement account does not mean that your spouse can now go in and make a withdrawal on that 401k, Right, they can't go into, let's say, John Hancock, and say, "Oh, I'm the spouse's uh, beneficiary. I want to take a loan or I want to make a withdrawal." They would say, "No, you're not the account owner." Right. So the same is true for a transfer on death deed. Just because you've named someone as the beneficiary of your real estate does not mean that that beneficiary has any right to the property during your lifetime. And that's really important. Having a legal right to a financial account or to real estate has very very important implications. So one of those implications is that it means that the beneficiary's creditors cannot attach to your real estate. So if you've named your child as the beneficiary of a transfer on death deed and they receive a judgment against them Those judgment creditors cannot say, oh, well, you're the beneficiary of your parents' real estate, so we're going to go ahead and put a lien on that real estate. They cannot do that. So you're insulated from your beneficiary's creditors, which is really important. It also means that the beneficiary cannot sell your property and they cannot encumber your property in any way. Similarly, it means that you can still sell your property at any time and you can encumber your property as you desire. When I say encumber the property, what I mean here is putting, maybe taking out a second mortgage or getting a home equity line of credit on the property. You can still secure the property um, for debt purposes without worrying about the fact that a beneficiary has been named on a transfer on debt deed. You can proceed as, you know, business as usual. And then finally a really important implication here is that since the beneficiary does not take title of the property until your death it is still considered a testamentary gift to the beneficiary in other words the irs will consider the beneficiary as having inherited the property when you inherit real estate the IRS allows the cost basis of the property to be the value as of the date of death of the owner of the property. For example, let's say that you purchase the property for $250,000. When you die, the value of the property is now $500,000. That is a $250,000 gain in value. If your beneficiary did not inherit the property, but instead became a joint owner with you on the property during your lifetime, then when the property is sold, the beneficiary would likely pay a capital gains tax on the $250,000 gain or a portion thereof. However, since you executed a transfer on death deed instead, the IRS will allow the cost basis to instead be $500,000. So what this means is that if the property is then sold for $500,000, there is no gain and therefore no capital gains tax will be owed. So it's really important that the beneficiary be considered to have inherited real estate from you in order to get this tax benefit of uh, inheriting the real estate instead of being considered a joint owner during your lifetime. Another similarity between payable on death beneficiary forms or transfer on death beneficiary forms for a financial account and a transfer on debt deed is that the asset is considered to be a non-probate asset. So when you die, the beneficiary does not have to go through probate in order to take over ownership of the property. So that's really important to a lot of families. Probate and the complexity of probate does vary by jurisdiction. My rule of thumb is if you can keep it outside of probate, why not do that? The transfer on death deed allows that to happen. There doesn't need to be any additional court involvement for your beneficiary to take over ownership of the property. So in summary, there's a lot of benefits here to the transfer on death deed. It's easy to file, modify, and revoke. It doesn't give legal title to your beneficiary until your death. And again, that's important for a lot of reasons, including the tax reasons of preserving that step up in basis. And it's considered a non-probate asset. So you can pass the real estate to your children without them having to go through the probate process. Of course, there's going to be some drawbacks associated with any estate planning tool, but really not many with the transfer on debt deed. One drawback is the fact that not all states recognize this type of deed. There's 27 states and D.C. that recognize a transfer on debt deed. Virginia is one of those states. Unfortunately, North Carolina is not. Hopefully that changes in the future and more states do begin to adopt the transfer on death deed because I think it does have a lot of value and can make estate planning easier for a lot of families. Another potential drawback is that it's not perfect for every estate plan. It's really best used for simple or basic estate plans where you have adult children. If you're in a situation where you have seven kids, for example, we don't want seven different people involved with having to sell the property or be joint owners on the property. That's just ripe for issues, suits for partition, a lot of nasty stuff. So in a situation like that, if the client did not have a revocable trust and just a will, I would not recommend a transfer on debt deed if their intent was to inherit multiple beneficiaries in that fashion. However, If you do have a more complex plan and you do, you know, take the time to set up a revocable trust, you can leave your real estate to the revocable trust via the transfer on death deed. So that has a lot of value there. So it allows you to still take advantage of the transfer on death deed, move your real estate into the trust upon your death and allow your trustee to then manage the complexities that may be surrounding your estate plan. So if you had seven children, the tr- the real estate could pass into the trust via the transfer on death deed upon your death, and then the trustee could manage it for the benefit of those seven children, for example. It's also important because sometimes lenders will not allow you to move your real estate into your revocable trust during your lifetime that's a discussion for another podcast but I know I've touched on it on in some other quick consults as well um, but if that happens to you and you have a lender who's not allowing you to move real estate into your revocable trust the transfer on death deed is a great option the lender cannot say no to that because it does not impact the legal title to your property until your death So it does allow for a lot of flexibility in estate planning, and there's a lot of value that can be found with a good transfer on death deed. So I hope you find these tips helpful and that it gives you some good questions to ask your estate planning attorney. Until next time, I'm Sarah Josie, wishing you and your family all the best wishes in health and, of course, the best planning. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit selectlawpartners.com. The information in this episode is provided for general informational purposes only and may not reflect the current law in your jurisdiction. You understand that there is no attorney-client relationship between you and the host or any select law partner's attorneys. No information contained in this episode should be construed as legal advice from the host, or select law partners, nor is it intended to be a substitute for legal counsel on any subject matter.